Her life was ebbing away like a winter tide retreating gently for the last time. He had never possessed the money for expensive presents. Nor did it matter, then or now. The pictures that still remained in his head, of rituals, of simple, fond, shared acts, were more valuable than any lump of gold or silver could ever have been. When his wife was alive, they served as visible symbols of his love. Now that he was alone, the memory of their giving provided comfort during the cold, solitary nights of winter. In his own mind, Christmas remained what it always was, a turning point for the year at which the days ceased to shorten. Rome paused to look at itself, feel modestly proud of what it saw, then await the inevitable arrival of spring, and with it, rebirth. Even in the weather the city had endured of late, dark and terribly wet, with the Tiber at its highest for a quarter of a century, so brown and muddy and reckless it would have burst its banks without the modern flood defences, there was a spirit of quiet excitement abroad, a communal recollection of a small distant miracle that still bore some significance in an ephemeral world of mundane, fleeting greed. He saw this in the faces of the children spilling down the city streets and alleys, excited, trying to guess what the coming weeks would bring. He saw this in the eyes of their parents, too, remembering their youth, taking pleasure in passing some fragment of the wonder on to their own offspring in return. Nor was the weather uniformly vile. Occasionally the heavy, dark clouds would break, and a lively winter sun would smile on the city. He'd seen it drift through the dusty windows of his apartment that morning, spilling a welcome golden light onto the ancient, smoke-stained cobblestones of the alley outside. It had made him feel at home, glad to be a Roman born and bred. Cavilia had lived in the Centro Storico all his life and worshipped in the church of San Luigi dei Francesi around the corner. His wife had adored the paintings there, the Caravaggios in particular, with their loving and lifelike depiction of Matthew at his conversion, during his work, and finally at his death. One eighth of December, twenty-five years ago it must have been, he had marked their visit by spending what little money he had from his baker's wages on a bouquet of bright red roses. She had responded by taking out the most beautiful stem and pinning it into the strap of his flowery overalls. He had come straight from work, then taking him in her arms in an embrace he could still recall for its strength and warmth and affection. Ever since, even after she was gone, he had marked the day, first with roses, bought before breakfast from the small florist's store that stood close to the piazza, then a brief visit to the church where he lit a single candle in her memory. He no longer attended Mass, though. It seemed unnecessary. A single carmine stem from Tuscany sat in the left lapel of his woolen coat, its supple, insistent perfume rising above the diesel odour and the people smell of the busy bus, reminding him of times past, and how in those last few weeks of her illness his wife had ordered him, in a voice growing ever weaker, to mourn for a short time only, then start his own life afresh. To the widowed Aldo Caviglia, there was no finer time to be in Rome, even in the grey, persistent rain. 
the best parts of the year lay ahead, waiting in store for those who anticipated them. And in the busy, careless crowds of Christmas, flush with money, there was always business to be done. He had an itinerary in mind, the one he always saved for the second Thursday in the month, since repetition was to be avoided. Having walked to the Barberini for the exercise and taken a brief turn around the gallery, he had caught the 64 bus for the familiar journey through the city centre, following Vittorio Emanuele, then crossing the river by the Castel Sant'Angelo for the final leg towards St. Peter's. Once there, he would retrace his steps as necessary until his goal was reached. Caviglia both loved and hated the 64. No route in Rome attracted more tourists, which made it a beacon for the lesser members of his recently acquired profession. Many were simply confused and lost.